Welcome to a second mix Wednesday where we reflect, revise, and remix our lives. And this time with a guest today, we have copywriter extraordinaire Isaiah Elliott. Welcome, Isaiah. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just been busy. Good with with the copywriting stuff. Yeah, I literally was writing copy up until this event. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. I am I am so glad because we met in a copywriting group. We did. You threw it out there. You were like, uh, "Are any any musicians in here? Like, where are my musicians?" And so I was like, "All right, another musician." Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember. And then I followed you. And the reason, the reason I actually, that I asked you and wanted to interview you is because I I think the content you put out on Facebook, even just the stuff I see on your Facebook feed is so valuable and so amazing. And you, you actually even proved it again yesterday. You, (laughs) You gave me a post that actually influenced a major life decision. Really? Absolutely serious. I have a client and I've been working with him for about a year and he's been paying me, you know, X amount a month to work with him on building his business and create his landing pages and write his copy for him and all that. And he asked me to be a, would I like help him out? Cause he's grown to trust me and we have a lot of meetings. He wanted me to like take over a part of his real estate business and offered me a lot of money. And I was like excited, but nervous, kind of like, Maybe maybe this isn't the right decision to make. It's going to ruin the other relationship. I won't be able to get my other stuff done. And you posted that yesterday about <laughs> about setting your life up or setting your work up around your life. And I'm like, if I take this job, I can't do all the things that I want to do. I'm not going to see my family as much. Like right now I work from home. I, I see my kids all the time. And yeah. so you you wrote that yesterday and I'm like, so I just wanted you to know you had that influence on me because I was like, Isaiah <laughs> is right. He's absolutely right. And I am going to have to decline this offer. So thank you for wow. that. Hey, you're welcome. That's, uh, you know, just something that I was passing on from a personal experience of mine. Cause you know, as, uh, I feel like as musicians and just as the person I am, um, you know, we always want to be better and get better. And, you know, they call them high achievers and we're given these opportunities in life where we feel like we can either, you know, like in your example, help somebody out or it's a great opportunity and we should, we should take it. And, uh, you know, we, we want to take it because we feel like we just want to do everything and accomplish everything. But we, or at least I sometimes forget that, Hey, I have a family, and, but even more important, I feel like my family always comes first before myself. And, uh, so my business, my family, everything else will come before myself. And I forget to, uh, make sure that, you know, it's, I'm, I'm part of (laughs) everything else. If if I'm not healthy, it's not going to be healthy. My family relationships, my friend relationships, my business, um, that's not going to be healthy. Um, and, and last month was just a, a massive reflection of that. I was working, 60 hour weeks. I was, uh, you know, I I had a local business that I finally stepped away from literally, um, five days ago. And that was just all a result of realizing, Hey, I need to be here more for my family, more for my own health so that I can enjoy life besides business. So, uh, 
Yeah, I just thought I'd share that. I'm I'm glad it made an impact on you. Um, you know, I've read a couple books about it. Just watched an event that kind of gave me again that push I needed to to recognize this in my life. And uh, yeah, so I decided to share and and glad that it could help you at at such a you know pivotal moment in your life too. It was yeah, it was amazing. I I could have messed that up. <laughs> I, I could have said yes and then decided later that this isn't right for me. And that always looks bad. So, so it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, you learn from mistakes and that sucks, but it's, it's always good to kind of come across something that gets you to look into the future and say, Hey, you know, where's this going to put me and affect my life and more than just my business. So, I mean, that's powerful. I'm always going to struggle with this. This isn't the first time I've <laughs> had this epiphany, <laughs> but this is the first time that I've actually taken a stand and and uh, made big changes in my life. And I mean, I feel like I'm on vacation. I'm working eight hours a day, feeling like, man, this is this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you are you are mostly copywriting right now. I'm uh, yeah, full time copywriting. I'll be stepping into a copywriting coaching position soon with a team that I'm working on. But for now, I've, I've mostly just been doing the copy. That is excellent. Do you have uh, any favorite books on copywriting that you mostly learned from? Oh man, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the past year has been um, incredible and I never used to read books until I decided. Um, well, actually what, what happened was the the reason why I got into copywriting was because I found out I was going to have a son. And when you find out you're going to, you know, have someone that relies on you to that level, that really pushed me into looking at my life and saying, Hey, um, you know, my current business isn't supporting me in the way I want it to. And I want to be able to be there for my son. So how can I create this? So it took a year, not going to lie. You know, it was tough. It was hard. Um, but a few books. I have them right here. A few books that helped out. Um, never split the difference okay. as a copywriter. It's actually never split the difference. I'll say by Chris Voss. Chris Voss yes. A, yeah. Hostage negotiator. And as a copywriter, not only um, is it important to understand the rules of copy, but it's important to understand the psychological um, ways that humans think. and. Um, negotiate. So this one was uh, pretty powerful because it also helped me with sales, obviously, but kind of understanding the way that, that humans think is important. Um, you know, everyone thinks, oh, write copy, get, get people to say yes, yes, yes. But actually this book will show you um, some, some crucial advice that's opposite to that and why no is actually what you're looking for, um, not only in sales, but you can leverage it in copy. So I think that was uh, a cool one and one that I thought was helpful. Some other ones were laws of human nature. Again, diving into the psychology of people as a copywriter, you have to understand why people buy, why people, what people are thinking about at the, the click moment, as they call it, okay. um, what moves them to buy, you know, the emotions, because obviously they sell, they say to sell on emotion and then back it up with logic. But um, man, this book, it's a, it's a heavy read. What is it? Um, over 500 pages. So okay. it's, uh, it's like the Bible of, you know, human nature for you, but 
that's a good one. If you kind of want to understand and dive, not only will it help you um, to navigate yourself, you know, your emotions and um, whatnot, but it'll also help you to start seeing patterns in people and uh, change your perspective so that you can write from other people's perspective, which I think is important as a copywriter. That is excellent. Who wrote the laws of human nature? Uh, Robert Greene. That's Robert Greene. Okay. Okay. I thought Um, it might be, I read the 48 laws of power. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, I have not read that one actually. Um, Other than, other than that, man, uh, the very first copywriting book that I read was the Adweek copywriting handbook. And actually, um, if I were to suggest any book for beginner copywriters, that would probably be the one because, you know, he, he dives into basically how he thinks about copywriting, kind of the structure of copywriting, what to think about, why we do certain things. There's not as much how, there's just more what to do, why you're doing it. And then, you know, he pulls, pulls stories in to kind of um, make it more impactful. But Joe Sugarman's really good at, at what he does. And um, yeah, other than that, to be honest, the rest of the books I read are all built to strengthen my mindset so that I can <laughs> endure what people call, you know, the, the hardest part of copywriting, which is the first year, um, because okay. that really is the hardest. You have a million different concepts and ideas that you're learning and you're trying to understand what works for you and what doesn't. You're trying to understand structure. You're trying to understand all these things. Your confidence is up and down and you know all over the place because some clients love your work. Some clients don't. Um, sometimes you don't have clients. Sometimes you're flooded with clients. Uh, so you know, building a, a strong mindset, I feel like, was the number one thing that I could do after learning the foundational elements of copywriting. And, you know, once I started getting clients, it was just pure mindset. That sounds like wisdom right there. (laughs) Did you you find yourself in the position I I did when I started copywriting um, that you would write out a website and then, or whatever copy you're writing and say, this is just not going to sell. This is stupid. What am I doing? Because at some point it just feels like it's, it's just a bunch of words. So who cares? Right. (laughs) Yeah, it, it does. Um, you know, the second guessing again, I feel like it's very closely related to, to producing music and creating music in that way. But you second guess your, we'll call it your art. You know, you write what you think is, is good. And then, and then when you finish it, you're like, man, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is going to do well. And what's amazing about that is sometimes it does the best. What you what you don't think is going to do well sometimes is the the best work that you'll ever do. And I don't understand why that's the case. Um, but yeah, I I totally feel like that all the time. Even now, you know, it's just right. I try what? not to follow my feelings because I feel like your feelings don't really guide you when it comes to what's going to work. Because a lot of copywriting is just testing. Wow. This this is excellent advice. I can't wait to go back and listen to this podcast. (laughs) Well, I I just feel like it's more a personal experience than anything. So what got you into writing copy in the first place? 
I mean, you told me yeah. why you had to get a job, but why did you choose copywriting as the route that you decided to go? Yeah, I would say it comes down to two things. Um, for definitely two things for sure. Um, what happened was, you know, I wanted to build this business, and at the time, I was actually teaching guitar, and um, I jumped into a um, high-ticket marketing program to learn marketing, you know, to get clients for my guitar business and uh, create like this this offer, which my whole life I wanted to do. And actually, after getting into that, I I started falling out of love of teaching guitar and I was, it kind of hit me, you know, in life. And I was like, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? Do I really want to be a guitar teacher for the rest of my life? I had been playing guitar for 13 years. I loved it, but do it, did I really want to do that? Um, and at the time I was reaching out to a bunch of, I was networking with a bunch of uh, music, other music teachers, um, such as yourself. That's probably how we got connected. And, um, they were coming to me saying, wow, man, you know, I, I've seen what you've been doing, your writing, your copy. Do you do this? You know, can you write me a sales letter, a sales page? Can you write me a, um, some emails at the time? I was just like, man, I love copywriting. I, I started falling in love with, with copywriting. And, and so I just started doing it, started to get paid doing it. And, um, I just thought, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. I was at the time getting paid peanuts, but I loved it. And, um, with teaching guitar, it was like, man, you know, I'm getting underpaid, but with copywriting, it was like, I don't care if I'm getting underpaid. This is the most fun I've had in business, you know, <laughs> my whole life. Um, That's awesome. and so I just dove into it. Yeah. And so I kind of, I say that copywriting found me because I didn't know that it was called copywriting. I've always wanted to be a writer. Um, I've written, you know, tons of songs as, as a musician. I just kind of fell in love with it and uh, decided this is what I'm going to do. Wow. That is spectacular. And I'll briefly say this. We have very similar stories because after I created my keyboard course, I, I took a course to learn how to promote it and how to advertise everything and, and get my webpage put together and start that as a business. And the course itself excited me more than the thought of teaching keyboards. Yeah. The, the course I took on how to do all this. I'm like, this is amazing how I put all this together. And it's, I decided I wanted to do it for other people. That does sound extremely similar. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I Maybe. think it's just the learning process. Go ahead. Yeah. As that, I was going to say, maybe as musicians, um, I feel like we're just in love with the art of learning and improving, learning and improving. And, you know, some people after a month or two months, um, they, they let go and they give up, but, you know, probably you much, much like myself, um, we're just always, we always love to learn. And I feel like that's a big part of it. And then when, you, when you come across marketing and copywriting, all these new things, you're just like, just dive into it, you yes. know, just because you want to improve at it. And, and again, it's another form of art. So do you find yourself doing this with your life too? Like completely aside from copywriting, just if you have a problem, you're reading a book on it and learning how to overcome it. Oh man. Yeah. I've, uh, 
I've been doing this for, for the longest time. My it's, it's pretty funny. It started with health and fitness. Um, there's a picture of me when I was five years old sitting on the toilet actually, and I'm reading a book. It was, it it's <laughs> entitled, I remember I seen the picture, what you need to know about health. And, uh, my parents laugh about it because when I was a teenager, I was just all about reading, reading into studies and health and, and the science of nutrition, because I just, again, fascinated by, by those things. And, and then fascinated by other, other aspects of, of life, like you said, and just trying to understand everything that's going on in the world and the universe and the why behind, you know, a lot of society. Um, so yeah, I've always been kind of invested in, into learning and understanding what's going on around me and, and why rules are rules or why certain things are the way they are. Do you have any favorite personal development authors or speakers or anything along those lines, YouTube channels? Um, yeah, I have a lot, actually. A good book that I read was by Maxwell Maltz, um, Psycho-Cybernetics. That was okay. a, a really good book. A recent one that I liked was Willpower Doesn't Work. That was another big self-help book. Um, I said that self-help book. Um, <laughs> and then I would say the other one, The Confidence Gap was pretty good. I forgot who wrote The Confidence Gap. I listened to that one. Um, but then other than that, you know, to be honest, when I'm, when I'm in a funk, I'll go onto YouTube and I'll type in Eric Thomas and I'll yes. just listen to one of his motivational videos. Awesome. And uh, dude, those, those will get me pretty pumped. Uh, that guy just speaks straight to your soul. Yeah, that's, I, I do. I do similar things. Although I go old school with like Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, those guys. Oh yeah. I I've been meaning to pick up Zig Ziglar's book. He has a book. Um, I mean, I've been meaning to pick that one up and I'm also uh, a religious person. So I obviously, you know, I, I read the Bible every morning and, and see how I can, you know, apply those principles into my life too, because I, I strongly believe that makes me a happier person. I stopped reading the Bible for a long time and, and stopped going to church. And then when I started reading it again, it was like with a completely new light. And it was amazing to be able to say this stuff works. Like this is, this is the real stuff right here. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. It's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. And it, it, you can read the same thing over and over. And like you said, as your life changes, uh, it will always carry a different meaning. You know, you can read the same thing and it will always carry a different perspective or meaning depending on where you are in life. And I think that's, that's powerful. So if you so, had 30 seconds to tell the world one thing where everybody got to hear it, what would you want to tell them? Um, I would want to tell them that in every single thing that they do, the decisions they make, the things that they believe, the, the, choices that they make to seek to understand the truth behind why they believe things, why they're making those decisions and why they're living the life that, that they are. And um, if they feel they don't have a solid reason for what they believe or where they're going in life to find that reason. That is absolutely excellent. So if someone wanted to find you to employ your services, how would they go about doing that? 
Uh, yeah. Um, right now I do most of my stuff on Facebook, so you can just, you know, search Isaiah Elliott on Facebook. Um, I do, I do most of my business on Facebook. I don't meddle with the websites or anything yet. I actually saw that. That was pretty cool. When I was looking at your Facebook page, you go right from your Facebook to a calendarly link to schedule a call with yeah. you. And I'm like, that's, that's bypassing everything I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? But no, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah it's uh, I call it the anti-friction method. You know, the more steps people have to take to do something, um, the less likely they're going to get to that final step. Um, it's kind of like an email marketing, you know, principle. So I just decided I'll just stick, stick that in there. Um, and it makes my job easier too. Cause then I don't have to schedule stuff with people and work out good times. That's excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, so it. yeah, if, uh, if let's just definitely stay in touch and I'd love to have you on the show again. Yeah, man, that, that sounds good. I, I really appreciate This is the first podcast I've been on. So, um, you know, this goes down in history Excellent. Uh, for me, at least, <laughs> but yeah, well, I'd is... love to stay in touch and definitely do some more. Well, thank you. And once again, that is Isaiah Elliott. You can find a link to his Facebook page in the description below. Thank you all for listening. I will see you on Thursday. That's tomorrow with another second mix episode. Until then, keep reflecting, revising, and remixing your life. I'll see you soon.